Be sure to catch a movie this week at the Alamo Drafthouse. This week's screenings include Three Amigos Quote Along on Sunday, May 5th at 5 p.m. Mama Mia Sing Along on Monday, May 6th at 6.40 p.m. The Public Tuesday, May 7th at 6.20 p.m. and Wednesday, May 8th at 6 p.m. All that plus this weekend's new releases and more. Find showtimes and purchase tickets online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield and find all the special events at the Alamo Drafthouse on Facebook by searching Alamo Springmo and clicking on the events page. Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, May the 2nd. We are coming to you from your Alamo Drafthouse in Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. And joining me today in the room, we've got David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. K-Dub with Mopots 417. And might I say, one of the best Alamos. Oh, yeah, Absolutely it is. Uh, Jen is not with us today because she was afraid we might spoil something accidentally. <laughs> we are doing our best yeah. to go spoiler-free today on everything we talk about. Hint, 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 hint. Should be pretty easy because I can't get the family all to agree on a day to go see. <laughs> I can't find three hours when I have nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, wait, no way. Am I the only one who's seen it? You may be the only one oh, who's seen no. it. Oh, <laughs> no. So we will go spoiler-free as I'm possible. I'm the troublemaker. Yeah, you are. If anything, if anything slips out today, it'll be David's I'm fault. so anxious now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a look at the top five at the box office last weekend. At number one with a bullet was Avengers Endgame. Not only did it debut at number one, not only did it make $357 million in the U.S., globally, in the first five days of release, the film made $1.2 billion. That's a billion with a B. Broke all the opening weekend box office records, domestic and global. Already one of the top ten highest grossing films all time. Yep. Still haven't made it to week two yet. <laughs> so... We uh we Quite have a feat. things yeah a lot of folks turned up for this one yeah imagine how many more tickets would have been sold if it had been an hour and a half or two hour movie <laughs> like the adjustments that theaters made though to cover for yeah. that uh, like, like we were seven a.m. screen yeah seven a.m. and then our last movie got out after three a.m. so it's like the three hour runtime me and my manager uh, Brian were talking about it. And I was like, I don't know if it'll hit the 300 million mark, which uh, on Friday we knew that it would. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't think it'll hit. And he was kind of sitting in the same boat just because of the three hour runtime. And then I looked at our schedule and I was like, Brian, oh, we like, you see what we did. I don't think we're the only ones who did this. I no, think everyone's were... probably just trying to cram as many of these screenings in as possible. And there were some theater chains that were doing like four day marathons yeah. and were showing it. At, you know, it was just this huge extreme thing, and uh, yeah, it 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 trucked on and trucked <laughs> on, and it's gonna keep trucking on. Oh, I decided. I was like, all right, fine. I was like, I, I'm gonna at least. Two of us are going to go see this movie. I was like, I want to go see this movie. So I was like, well, at the time it was it was on a, it was Sunday, and it was I think the last showing was ten thirty here. And I was like, okay. I was like, there's still some seats. And then I checked back; they were sold out. And I was like, okay. So I checked back again to see, well, what's for Monday? But it was still on Sunday, and they had added eleven fifteen show, I think. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll get seats for this. I was like, hey, who wants to go? I came back. It was sold out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they my flew. gosh. They flew. And then there was an 1130 or 1145 showing. I was like, okay, I'll get tickets for this. 
they were gone, I was like, fine, I'm not going to go see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can almost tell you what screenings some of my friends on social media saw the film because they would like take off by like Wednesday. They're like, yeah. I'll be back after my screening. So they're <laughs> so on at funny. 6 o'clock on Friday. I'm like, oh, so you went to the 3 o'clock screening. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of funny. You could almost tell to the minute which screening they attended. Yeah, I had a buddy who like took a part-time like day at work just so he could go see the movie. Yeah. Like I didn't know that he'd seen it because I knew that he worked and all of a sudden I get a message and he's like, oh, I loved it. I was like, it's it's noon. Like yeah. this is when you're getting around and like you saw it this early in the morning. Uh yeah. Oh, man, I was so ready to talk about it. Uh it's yeah, it's something. It's yeah, something. I saw a local comic book artist, Jeremy Hahn. He's in Joplin area. Took the kids out of school, came yesterday to the Alamo. I was like, yeah, I think that's it. fine. Yeah, that's absolutely. Totally fine. It's almost to that point. Oh man. My kids so are out of school today. I should have taken them today. Is what to see the cars right now? Yeah. Avengers Endgame. Like yeah. we still we're selling out like matinees. Yeah, which is crazy. Oh, uh, because I I thought I was late. I had to look at the time again. Because like, oh no, because there's never Lots cars already filling up. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. no, it's it's a it's a phenomenon. It's one of those things that you know in pop culture there are those landmarks, those you know waystones along the way, and this is one of them. Um, there were other films shown. You didn't shut down the theater just to see Avengers. Endgame. Yeah, we had plenty of other movies. It's Captain like... Marvel <laughs> climbed to number two last weekend. Yeah, um, which makes a ton of sense. Yeah, everybody went and saw Captain Marvel again, or for the first time, uh, with $8.33 million. That is down a little bit from the weeks prior, but uh, Captain Marvel is holding on to the number two spot because everything else, nobody went and saw anything that wasn't Marvel related, uh, relatively like, minuscule drop off too. Yeah, it only dropped by uh, not well, not even twenty percent. Under twenty percent, yeah, seventeen yes. percent or something. When I see that, I just get this mental pictures of like the Avengers reaching down to Captain Marvel and pinching her on cheek, be like, oh, eight point three million. That's cute. Yeah, <laughs> it, it all goes in the same pot. Yeah, <laughs> Disney, I know, but Disney, the, yeah, the Scrooge McDuck, Uncle Scrooge is diving into the pool of golden coins. That and, number is just like uh, all these are these are the people who didn't see it, or it's like, man, I really want to see Avengers Endgame. Everything sold we, out. Yeah. I guess we have to. We can just go watch Captain Marvel again. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Curse of La Lorna is number three. Made another eight million dollars. This okay. So is this in the Conjuring universe? I can never get a definitive answer. I think the last thing I heard with the most authority was yes, it is. That's, but I haven't gotten that confirmed by... There's been that sort of implication, but I'm not seeing it as well-connected as maybe like an Annabelle right. uh, or the, the nun. nun. Right. So it could possibly be they're just trying to kind of... See what we can do without having to tie it all back to the same... Get a little dose of that conjuring money in there. Yeah. Like if it's tied to it, that's a franchise that's very successful. Those yeah. movies are pretty quality for a horror film. Like They take a lot of time, pay a lot of attention with what they're doing. Uh, I I haven't really heard much talk about if it's One way or the actually other. a part of the Conjuring, but I mean if if like a director saying it or a big producer, <laughs> I'd agree with them. Yeah, yeah I totally. They probably know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, Breakthrough dropped to number four, made another six point seven five million. Again, yeah. there's still a market for those faith based yeah. films. I I'd say like four a year do pretty pretty yeah. good, especially with their budgets. Yep. Uh, and Shazam drops to number five. Oh yeah, DC has a superhero movie yeah. out. Made another five and a half million dollars. Not Two so Captain Marvels still in top five. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's pretty fun. <laughs> Along with Avengers Endgame. So the question really is: Does Endgame have the staying power to become 
the all-time box office champ. We'll know more after the second week. Um, it could it, most. I will say with almost certainty, it will join that club of films that drop more than a hundred million from week one to week two. There are a few of those that are still like good, big, profitable box office smashes. Uh, then there are some that like, oh, they made 111 million in the next week and they made eight million because it was a terrible movie. This is not going to be one of those. This will be more like what happens with the Star Wars films yeah. or whatever when everyone goes out and sees it. But can it reach the top right now? Uh, Infinity War which was last year's lead-in, the first act of this whole Avengers Endgame thing, is sitting at number four with $2.05 billion. Feels like that's probably going to fall. Although, I don't know. Do you think everybody that saw Infinity War multiple times shows up for Endgame multiple times? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. It's the... This is... Man. (laughs) I know. You got to watch it. Uh... Well, I guess the question is because we knew there was not going to be an end game for a year, and yes. we didn't even know it was going to be an end game because we knew there was not going to be another Avengers film for a year. There was a lot of repeat business for Infinity War because people were kind of satiating that, you know, well, I guess I'll see it again. I saw it the first time, it was really good. I'll go see it with my friends, and we're not going to get another one of these for a year, so I'll go see it again, see if there's any clues I missed. Do you feel like Endgame has that repeat business that Infinity War had? I would say I definitely do, but for a completely different reason. Okay. Uh, A reason probably attached to the plot that I'm not going to mention in this podcast. (sighs) But there's certainly reasons that you would want to see, like... This see is, with this fresh is, eyes. Yeah, that, so you want to yeah. see what you missed, see references that they put that led to conclusions. Right. You want to go through and experience it again. Some people might not have done the like their run-through. Somebody's called okay. for tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people might not have done their run-through of all the films again, so they might have seen it just to get that out of the way, go back and watch them all again, which is what I'm doing, and then watch it again. <laughs> Almost like hate seeing it. Like, yeah. I'm going to see it, so you can't spoil it <laughs> for like, me. I, yeah, and I'll I have enjoy to go it later when this. I see it again. Yeah. And then I want to see it perfectly connected with the rest of the puzzle pieces. Right. Uh, I, you know, when it's, it's, it's the last film... Of the that twenty one year adventure, I know people are saying that Spider Man is kind of like, yeah, that's, officially, yeah, but. it's like the little bit at the end of the book, right? Uh, yeah, the falling action, but I nothing spoilery. Is there like a mid credit scene and a no, no, there's uh-uh. nothing. Once the credits start rolling, you should stick around because those people put a lot of effort into making you a good yeah. film, but don't so stick around thinking that you're going to find. They it. do like go a, talk about phase four. There's a stinger in the. Uh, there's an audio stinger at the end. Yeah, but there's not a. And then there, like, there's an audio stinger with a like a sound. Right. And what then does that we, mean? It means like they there's an iconic noise that, from. Yeah. Marvel, the franchise, yeah, okay. that you'll hear and you'll immediately recognize and be like, "Oh yeah." And then there's also cool imagery that they did, like these artist right. renderings of like our original Avengers, right? Uh, which is like a cool nod, yeah, kind of like uh, Black Panther. You stuck around because you knew there was stuff coming, but they yeah. did a lot of stylized, you know, oh, with yeah, the credits. Like, it's really artistic and cool, yeah. and it helps really kind of close the book, right? Uh, for certain plot elements and stuff like it's it's great. Like okay. yeah. I really really like the movie a lot without getting into spoilers. But, but there's nothing at the end that will be like, oh, that's going to be what's yeah. next. Yeah, okay. it's, yeah, all you have is like the next Spider-Man trailer. That's that's right. your because that's your yeah. hook. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I really love the movie. Right. It was a lot of fun. I did have qualms. Yeah. You're it's always going to have film, those. Right. It isn't perfect. Uh, some answers, I was like, I wanted more of an answer. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about that when you've seen it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, a 21 film adventure where they've really, really, they've been so consistent. It's insane. And then to have a nice final page, it's, they, you feel as an audience that you've been served. Right. It's really, really cool that they took this time to help the fans out, show them that they cared, everything that they put into it. It, it, sh- it there's, there's fourth, like, thought was put into it. It's, yeah. it's great. So, okay. I look forward to getting to talk about it. With Absolutely. <laughs> and that's one of the questions we'll have is, at what point does it feel like, now it's safe to talk about spoilers? And we'll talk about it. It could be next week. It might be later. But I we'll, think we'll... when they stop selling out every screening. Because <laughs> if they're selling out, there's people who are yeah. showing up and saying, I can't see it. So, yeah. there are definitely people who just yeah. so haven't gotten we are, we are Yeah, we are aware, and we will... You know, and that'll be something that we will throw out as well to you guys. I'd say probably a week. Yeah, we'll a just, week is fair, don't we'll just you? Spoil Game of Thrones or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Do that. Oh, could you? Did you see Game of Thrones? No, I don't. No, watch I mean, it. did you see it? Because apparently this <laughs> it was pitch black. Oh yeah, because the cinematography was not well lit, and that's a conversation yeah, for another time. They but. say a nice TV really helped out, but it had to be a real nice TV and yeah, well, perfect while, conditions. While yeah. we're talking about these movies that have made all this money. At what point do the like the people decide? Okay, this is not going to be in the movie theater anymore. I mean, does it? it when does it get pulled? Yeah. yeah uh, so that's an interesting question. It just kind of depends on the financial viability of keeping it in theaters. Like when Wonder Woman came out, uh, the slew of movies that came out afterwards, Wonder Woman continued to compete pretty well, especially right. in a market like ours. Uh, you know. 15 weeks after it came out, there were still like 20 people coming to see it. And, you know, if we get, whenever we get a bunch of movies and they're hanging around, we usually get rid of them when we can't sell more than like five tickets, six tickets to screening. It's like the amount of money it costs to have it in theater for the distributor to send it to us, they're not getting much money back because there's like a percentage deal that we have with each uh, studio. So I just think it's a matter of how long it's financially viable to keep there. So Well, follow-up question, when do you think this will go out of theaters then? How long uh, do you think? I'd say mm, with the length of it and the amount of movies that are coming out, probably a week after it's on Blu-ray. (laughs) <laughs> Probably, yeah. I would. I would not be surprised if we're splitting Still, it yeah. to the point whenever it comes out. Nice. Oh, having said that, though, we have Toy Story. I was going to say have it's, Aladdin, it's summertime, so yeah. Like we're about. Like, that's another thing where we're about to hit the big time of summer. I mean, this week we have four new movies coming right. out, and uh, you, you I find imagine. Room for them. Yeah. yeah, we got to make room for them. But I imagine <laughs> Avengers will probably outlast one. every one of them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's if people want to keep seeing Avengers, we're not going to get rid of it. There's no reason to. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the top film of all time still at the box office was Avatar with $2.79 billion. You know, when you're almost halfway there in the first week, it feels like... Well, but then again, Avatar came out in December. There was no competition. It's yeah. been re-released a time or two. I think it It'll be interesting. It. You think so? Yeah. You think, mm. you think Disney gets to... Two point seven eight billion, and is like you know what we're just buying out theaters at this point just to push it above 
Because they did that with Black Panther. They were like, you know what? We're at whatever it was, eight hundred million, or we were at seven ninety-two million. So they like did a big thing and kind of cooked the books and bought out some theaters and it made eight hundred million just yeah. so they could say it made eight hundred million. <laughs> I I definitely think, uh, and uh, initially I was like, it's not going to hit three hundred million. No, right. it's not gonna, that's not going to happen. Uh, the moment that I saw that it was going to go over, I was like, I, I'm going to just go ahead and like course correct as much as possible. <laughs> I think it's going to be the highest grossing movie of all time. And I think it's probably going to hit $2 billion. It'll probably hit 2 this weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quick enough to get there. I, <laughs> I cannot imagine it getting to $2 billion in the first 10 days yeah. and not making it to 2.79. And I'm yeah. thinking it'll probably hit $3 billion. Uh, and that is nuts. Yeah. And I think the fans like love it enough where they'll go ahead and try and help out. I don't. Yeah. Th- they'll be like, okay, we'll I'll- pitch in another eight bucks yeah. or whatever. It'll be like crowdfunding, yeah. like the <laughs> biggest <laughs> movie ever. Uh, I've got friends that on um, their second and third. Yeah, I do too. So it's like, holy cow, shut up! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've got no reason to stop going. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun, and it's very satisfying. I'm sure most people watched all the other ones like yeah. 10, 15 times. So. You gotta see this one 10, 15 times, and what better way to see it than on the big screen? <laughs> Absolutely. At the Alamo. Yeah, at the there Alamo. There uh, Some other news this week from Hollywood. Boys in the Hood director John Singleton passed away this week at the age of 51, That's which crazy. is way young, after suffering a stroke a couple weeks ago, mid-April. Um, most best known for Boys in the Hood. Of, yeah. Of course, did much a bunch of other films. Four Brothers. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of the voice of, you know, I that... Like Four Brothers. Yeah. I do like that. <laughs> uh, of that, not only that generation, but kind of, you know, Boys in the Hood was such a formative film. I mean, I know Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing was a couple of years earlier, but it, you know... It's still that it, same voice. Yeah, it, had, it, no, it didn't just have that voice. It had a... It had an urgency that... <laughs> Do the right thing, and Crooklyn, and a lot of those didn't have. I don't know if it's because we're talking East Coast versus West Coast, and just the socio-political climate being a little different from coast to coast. But it had that sense of oh, I mean, everybody that saw it at the time was like, "Wow, this is you know, especially around here, like this is what's happening." Yeah. You know? So I mean, it was kind of that you know, opening of eyes, I guess. I definitely think people learn a lot. You learn a lot of empathy from film because Mm -hmm. you get to experience things or at least find yourself experiencing things that you might never really see. Experience, right. Yeah. So uh, that's too bad. Uh, Those are a couple of wonderful films. I mean, that you can have such a gigantic... Anyone can have such a big and important film as just Boys in the Hood. Uh, and then yeah. to still continue to and work still after. continue yeah. to be a working director and writer. That's very And 51 man. is just young. Very young. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, strokes are the worst. Yeah. We've lost, the quite, we've lost a few young folks to strokes lately. Yeah. So, And uh, just kind of a funny story with it. When we went and saw Boys in the Hood, it was me and my cousin. And we walked in and almost whole one side of the theater was completely full and... Uh, some of the front, a little of the back. Well, it, we were the only two white people in there. And we went in, sat down, and I was talking to people and stuff like that, and they were getting a kick out of us being in there. <laughs> like, why did you want to come see this? You know, they were curious what made us right. come I to like see it. I like Ice Cube. And, <laughs> yeah. and, well, yeah, I was like, uh, I do like Ice Cube. And, uh, but I was like, I, I go see everything. I want to see, and it, it seems like this has something to say. I want to see what it says. But... Um, we were sitting there, and there was a 
couple to come in as a white guy and a white girl. And they looked, and I looked back because I was talking to the person behind me, and they had this look on their face like, uh, and they saw us and like made a beeline <laughs> to come right over. Me. So, I was like, oh, I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, but I got to love it. We ended up seeing that movie seven or eight times, I think. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was one of those that, yeah, it again, uh, a waystone in the pop culture landscape. The Suicide Squad has begun pre-production, and they're doing a little more casting. Ant-Man actor David Dasmalchian, Kansas City native, he has been added to the cast as Polka Dot Man, which is great because according to some of the log lines I read, the villain that he's playing, who's part of the Suicide Squad, I guess they are leaning heavily into the fact that this is a lame power set and he's kind of embarrassed <laughs> to be using his lame polka dot abilities. <laughs> so it sounds like James Gunn is heavy. What does he do fun. with polka dots? He takes a polka dot off his does suit stuff. and it turns into a weapon or a vehicle or whatever like a flying saucer yeah really? yeah, yeah. And okay. so yeah they're they're leaning into the fact that this is this guy's embarrassed by the fact that he has this ability which sounds like a lot of fun um it's not his first run i mean we just mentioned that he was an ant-man he was also one of the joker's goons in uh, the dark knight so and he's done a lot of work on television he was a villain on the flash for a little while at episode or two so a lot of fun staying playing in the uh, the superhero world. That film releases on August, uh, well, in August of 2021. Vin Diesel has seemingly confirmed on social media with his fans that John Cena will be joining the Fast and Furious franchise for the series' ninth installment in the franchise proper, not including the spinoffs. Yeah, I saw that. At this point, why the hell not? <laughs> Just yeah. get anybody that... I'm far more excited for Hobbs and Shaw than right. uh, Fast Nine. I got like we showed Fast Five the other day, uh-huh. yeah, and that is, I think, when they got good. I think, or, or when they got campy, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what's good about them, right? I didn't think the first four were really ridiculous, and I didn't think they were that good of movies. Yeah, they were uh, trying to be earnest. Yeah. in a film about people doing impossible things with cars felt pretty <laughs> fake. Yeah. Uh, Wait, didn't John Singleton direct Too Fast, Too Furious? Was it two or three? I, I think, think it was two, because James Bond yeah. did three, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I like the scene with the rat and the thing. and <laughs> That's cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, once The Rock came in and kind of made him more campy and more fun, I do look forward to him every time. And I like John Cena. I just... For some reason, I don't think he fits in this ridiculous universe. I don't. Is he not ridiculous enough? No, he's a little he too isn't. vanilla. Like yeah. <laughs> The Rock can really deliver those crazy lines, and John Cena, I like him in a humorous capacity. I think that's right. What suits him best because he's not a really strong actor, right? Uh, but I just <laughs> don't think. I don't think this is the one. I don't think this is a, a, a good franchise for him. I don't think it's a good fit because when he's just tough guy, he's bland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows what'll happen? I think Vin Diesel's just trying to find Get people who's talking a little more about malleable. Some, yeah. He's uh, not going to really take over the franchise, but might shoot like a the little way the adrenaline rocket. into its veins. Which, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that franchise needs more adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, not enough, uh, and testosterone too. It could use yeah. a little more of that as well. Well, so let's play connect the dots here. We just mentioned John Singleton, who we talked about earlier. He directed the second the sec- installment. Too of, fast, too furious. Yes. Uh, David Desmalchian, who was cast in Suicide Squad, he was in The Belko Experiment, which is an underrated like film, movie. alongside Sean Gunn, who is James Gunn's brother. James Gunn wrote The Belko Experiment, and of course, James Gunn 
is doing the Suicide Squad with John Cena as yeah. well, who's replacing Dave Bautista, who had to fall out because of scheduling reasons. Now John Cena joins Vin Diesel in the Fast and the Furious franchise, potentially, possibly, feels likely. Vin Diesel voices Groot in the Guardians of the Galaxy films alongside Sean Gunn, Gunn, written and directed by James Gunn. They're working on a third one now. Das Maltian's in the Marvel Universe and Ant-Man. Vin Diesel's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How long until John Cena joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Since it seems to be an incestuous little pool that we're dealing with, at least this week, how long until John Cena's in the Marvel Universe, and what character will he be? All right. Uh, I hope he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all. Did you see The Rock was teasing that he had a meeting with Kevin Feige earlier this week as well? Please don't. (laughs) I mean, I thought he was going to do the whole Black Adam thing, but apparently he's getting impatient. I absolutely love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. And I still use The Rock in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, So John Cena joining the Marvel Universe. I don't want it. I, I really, really like the caliber of actors and actresses that they cast. Like, they're casting really talented performers. Yeah. and while Dwayne The Rock Johnson's a lot of fun, he's not a, an act. He's not much of an act. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love his movies. He's not much of an actor, yeah. Yeah. but I love seeing him. Same, same goes for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I can't remember a terrific, dramatic performance from him. I can't remember him welling up when something horrible happens and having <laughs> to power through it. No, he's tough the whole way through. That's uh, why they put Batista in a role like Drax. You know, you don't have to be a good he's actor. He's the comedic yeah. element, yeah. And you just have to say a couple things, and people are like, oh, love him. But what does he contribute yeah, really to? A silly character. Yeah, and so, it, it works perfectly. Exactly. Uh, but I don't want too many of them working their way into the uh, universe. And what I mean by that is wrestlers. Yeah. I don't want any more wrestlers. Uh, I want them in movies like MMA person. doing a new Conan movie. Like yeah. King Conan, just because they're big dudes, right? And that doesn't require a lot of dialogue. They just fight, you know, stuff. So I want to see them in stuff like that, but not Marvel movies and yeah. stuff. I just don't. I would not be surprised at all, though. And I think if he were a character, it'd be uh it'd be he'd probably play stupid meathead. Like that would be what he would end up playing, because I think they're smart enough to work with what they've got. Or uh, you could just do him in a voiceover role as something. It won't be. Howard the Duck, but something like that where you can just say oh, he's just give him. What's that green blob that's like a part of the X Men or hangs out with Deadpool? It's like Gloop or Bloop or something. I don't There's know. There's like a weird <laughs> thing, like a. Uh, All right, but uh, he'd be great at. <laughs> just give him a voiceover role. You're gonna have to throw him something. Poot something. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, he'd be great at that. We uh, also got our first trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So that exists. <laughs> That's you know, out there in the world. <laughs> the kids are actually kind of up for it. They, really? Yeah. They, both my kids are <laughs> What like, was it about the trailer that they saw that made them say, ooh, uh, we should stop and They just said it kind of had that, like, they didn't think they wanted a Pikachu movie right. until they saw the trailer. And right. It, it did. And it, they said it kind of made them feel like that. Like really? they didn't really <laughs> think, and then uh, having Jim Carrey as uh, Doctor What's his name Robotnik, yeah, they they said that that kind of got them interested in it too. So hmm. they said they're on board at least for now for the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, whenever I saw the trailer online, it was like half and half thumbs up and thumbs down. So 
Some people have to be thumbsing it up. Yep. I'm not one of them. <laughs> uh, I wish my the, one of my biggest complaints, aside from the humor uh, and the overall structure of the whole thing, would be uh, the look. And I think that's everyone's big complaint is it just looks like it's weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> His face is there's smushed. that uncanny valley. Of, yeah, <laughs> it's. It's too much of this, but not enough of that. Or yeah. it's like when you animate the Smurfs; they were really, really close to Smurfs. So that was not a qualm that I had. Right. With, uh, the movie's not good. Right. Uh, with uh, let's say Hop, which yeah. I saw the side by side comparison of James Marsden sitting <laughs> next to <laughs> Wait, the Russell Brand Hop. A little bit of Hop, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then there is the scene of him sitting next to Sonic, and uh, at least with Hop. I didn't feel uncomfortable looking. It at looked a, like a yeah, stuff. It looks like a rabbit. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But Sonic looks doesn't look like anything. <laughs> scary. Like looks like something from a nightmare. Is, he's got electrical like rod sticking out of his back. He's got human teeth. Yeah, he's got human teeth. <laughs> his feet are small. His you can see the muscles in his legs. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> he it, it is not it is not a, an appealing character design. And he's not shaped like a hedgehog. So they no. didn't fix that. No. Uh, I. When is this supposed to come out? Uh, I think it's this summer. Is it? Summer or uh, something like that. They could do. I don't think it's high summer. It's not like ooh blockbuster summer. I it's more like August summer. <laughs> it'd be really expensive, but I'm sure that if they can fix Alita's eyes, <laughs> I think they can just relayer the animation on that and make it look cartoony. I know it's gonna be mad, guys. Just that's that's one fix that would immediately bump you up like ten, fifteen percent positive. The trailer itself was unappealing. The yeah. character design was unappealing. The basic None of that says anything about the film, but if you can't cut a better trailer than that, yeah. boy, it feels like... If you don't have more pieces... To work with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or at least pieces that are complete enough to use as a trailer. We know, we know trailers are not the movie. We know sometimes things in trailers don't make it to the movie. Sometimes yeah. post, you know, they fix things. and It could be good. Could be. Could the be. The trailer was not appealing. <laughs> this is just we're commenting on a trailer. Yeah. Uh, the and music did not fit the humor. It was. It was. Yeah. Gangster Paradise. It was not a. Yeah. Appealing. <laughs> it was just it not. Was a, just not a well done trailer. Negative feeling. Like right? somebody. Hopefully somebody. And I, you never want to say this. It's bad to say this. And I'll be the bad guy. Hopefully yeah. somebody was reprimanded for that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> a good old like someone Ooh. rolled up a newspaper and just swatted upon the yeah. nose because this was. Errant foul. It was yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, well, that kind of stuff usually comes from like someone up high is like, I need a trailer out today. Yeah, you know, it's we like, got to have uh, a trailer in front of whatever the studio got. Yeah, you got J.K. Simmons yeah. in his J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> studio. You, you got to make the deadlines. Uh, <laughs> Give me a Sonic trailer. It's there. The reaction online has been pretty vitriolic. Uh, and I mean, I wasn't super pumped for it. I don't, I don't know if it was fixed if I was still gonna see it. Right. Uh, but maybe somehow they're hiding a great movie, or maybe it's really campy and dumb. Like maybe all they can of, swing either way. Yeah. Maybe the look of Sonic is actually in service to a lot more. Having said that, I didn't like the base, the your basic joke. Yeah. So the humor is still like. A bit tryy, and I'm getting worried. Jim Carrey forgot how to be funny, and it makes me nervous because I used to really <laughs> love him. Yeah, and it just seems like his timing's a bit off. So uh, I might check it out for fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. It'll be waiting for you. Yeah, you <laughs> tell us what you thought of it. <laughs> uh, and finally, we've got an official release date set in stone until it's not. 
for <laughs> November 12th, 2021. That's when you'll get your next Fantastic Beasts movie. Fantastic Beasts 3, that puts it a year behind the anticipated release date. A lot of people thought it was going into production this summer and would be out November of next year, of 2020. Word is that the studio has given mixed signals as to why they're delaying it for a year. It comes down to the fact that they feel like there needs to be some course correction. And I think most of the audience who sat through the second film would agree that some course correction is better than staying the course. At this point, um, they're looking to improve their results. Improvement is kind of a relative term. The second Fantastic Beast film is kind of considered the dud in the entire Wizarding World, whatever that is now, 10 movies, and it still made $650 million worldwide. So it's not a dud in that it didn't pay for itself. It's, it's just there are higher expectations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are higher expectations for that franchise yeah. than what was delivered with the second film. You know, for a while they were saying, "Well, we got to move things because Ezra Miller is going to make the Flash." Well, not necessarily. That don't even have a script for that yet, so that's not your problem. Well, we got to move things because of this, and really, it all comes down to they just feel like they need to do a little more work. I mean, I haven't seen it. Is the movie that like not, it's, not very good? If or? that movie did not exist, and you went from Fantastic Beasts one to Fantastic Beasts three's opening scene, whatever that is, I don't know what that is. I'm gonna guess that you probably wouldn't. You wouldn't be miss lost much. Yeah, it, oh. it almost really. It's a movie that really existed just to give you the final sting right at the end where they did a reveal. Yeah, oh, but okay. nothing they did throughout the movie led to the importance of the reveal. <laughs> it was yeah, just more a like a little bit of <laughs> spinning your tires the whole time. Yeah, so yeah. it really didn't go anywhere or do anything until. Oh, hey, by the way, here's your plot point for your next film. Like, great, we could have done that without wasting an hour and 45 minutes. Just give me that last scene online and we'll call it good. I wasn't sure because I, I was just wondering if it was maybe one of those things where people thought they wanted more of the Harry Potter world, but since it's not Harry Potter... They don't really want they, it. Do they not? There's a little yeah. bit of that too, I think. I think it's you know trying to like build within a universe where... Really, you've already told your best story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, building in a universe where you've used like the greatest part of your source material, yeah, and trying to expand that and service the audience where it feels authentic and not get too far away from what they're familiar with. Uh, it's challenging, you know. Some of these studios like buying up these properties and wanting to create. Marvel really did a number on people. They really. <laughs> Marvel has set yeah. unrealistic expectations that all the rest s- of the world is chasing. All of a sudden, everyone's like, "Let's have a twenty-two like film series. It'll be great." It's like maybe have a few mini series or something on TV. How about you make one good film? Yeah, and then yeah. see what you got after that. Because <laughs> if if Iron Man one was a horrible, yeah. if it sucked, this we don't, wouldn't we have happened here today. Yeah. 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 Uh, you ha- and like that goes for a lot of those original films. Uh, I liked Thor. Uh, <laughs> the first one wasn't terrible. Yeah, I love those Dutch angles all the way through. <laughs> wasn't it's, terrible. Yeah, but uh, they had to have that run of really good responses and movies that kind of connected together. They had those little snippets at the end that were planned out, and then you have your Avengers team up. And I remember when the first one came out. I was like, I don't know how they're going to share all the screen time between these yeah. five people. <laughs> and look at us now. Yeah, this Here's how. We're going to give you a three-hour movie to cap it all off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, more runtime. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, but 
I think like some of like with Star Wars, it's it's going to be a struggle at first. It's proved to be a struggle at mm-hmm. first, and with Fantastic Beasts, you know, it's it's just not. I'm I don't love the characters nearly as much. Yeah, and I think they need to work more on helping the audience fall in love with the characters. Yep. Like, don't be too worried about big, exciting, fun things happening at the get go. Yeah, because we've seen that stuff before yeah even if you take i mean we see it on screen it's why you can't make a john carter film now yeah because we've seen it all you know it's like with the the marvel movies there was this nice parabolic uh like trend of how the movies grossed Mm -hmm. like they made more money and more money and more money and more money and then they'd start a new uh character and that one would do better than the previous starting a new character so now you have new characters starting like black panther and captain marvel and while they're serving audiences that felt underserved and were underserved uh, it's also the whole marvel the bar continues to be raised we are still going because it's a part of our universe it's a part of our thing we need to see this piece we don't if we don't have this piece we're lost so with some of these movies and these new franchises, I didn't have the f- initial fall in love. So I need to have that moment. And then I'll start to trust you a little bit more when you bring new people in. But <laughs> I think without properly, you really got to have a solid foundation. Yeah. Uh, it's like The Mummy and The Wolfman, all that stuff. <laughs> or one of the Dracula films they with Luke Evans. and uh, Yeah. You, the you new Godzilla universe yeah. is really trying to pick up the pace with it. And yeah. I mean, I'll say I am very excited for this newest one. It looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, they're in a hurry, too. And yeah. that oh, yeah. makes me a little nervous that they're really just trying to cram all these characters oh, and together. And the fact that yeah, they've already finished the next one. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all in post now. They're just doing the rendering of the effects. I do like that just because what I really want to see is Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. Right. And that means it's going to happen no matter what. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, they've committed. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they've already committed because if this one tanked, I would still want to see yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla, but we might not get to. So. Right. Thank you for going ahead and making that in advance. I appreciate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. So new in theaters this week, as you mentioned, there's a lot this week. It felt like when you looked at it, you're like, oh, well, Avengers has room to play on theaters because there's not direct competition, but just getting screen time is the competition. We've got four films here this week. Uh, probably the one of the, well, I don't say it, necessarily say that. The one that's probably the most well-known would be yeah. Longshot, I would yeah. say. Longshot's got... This is the uh, Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron... It looks funny. It it's, looks really. It, it looks funny, and like it, currently, it's got great reviews, right. which isn't always the case with romantic comedies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know some people get tired of Seth Rogen. I'm not one of those people. I'm on board almost every time. There are a few stinkers kind of in there, but I think if it's a different leading actress, I don't think people are at, care as much. Yeah. But because she can do, she's she's, funny. she's she's well, she's not just funny. She's funny. She's an action star. She's dramatic. She's yeah. she's a fantastic she's an Oscar one the, winner. One of the best actresses of this generation. I'd agree with that. And Seth Rogen's playing Seth Rogen. Yeah, well, <laughs> which he plays in every movie. He's so. playing Flarsky. Like I said, if you had somebody, if you didn't have Charlize Theron or maybe like Kate Blanchett, I don't think people care as much if you throw Anne Hathaway in that film. And yeah. she, and that's not saying she's a bad actress. Just saying, I think she's that Oscar too. She does. That's why she's not a bad actor. Yeah. I just don't think people care. Is is not as I odd Anne couple Hathaway, enough? Maybe I don't know. I think Anne Hathaway would. Whenever she's funny, I feel like I feel her trying yeah. too much. And with Charlize Theron, it 
since she's an actress, she's acting in a humorous role. It's not so much like she's trying to punch out jokes. We've right. got Seth Rogen for that. Yeah. Uh, she's like giving a comedic performance, and I think that's a big difference between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, Shirley Saron's very, very talented, wonderful actress. Always love seeing her in movies. And I love seeing Seth Rogen. He's, I find him very funny. I know he does some similar shtick, but that's a lot of comedic talents okay. throughout yeah. the years. Yeah. They get about like 10 years, and then they... Kind of I just don't know that he could l- carry the weight of this film by himself if he didn't have oh, he a, an actress of her caliber of her yeah. caliber. Whether it's the, like a James Franco right. or like Joseph Gordon Levitt, like he needs a pairing. He's right. he's good. He just needs someone to temper him and he needs another name attached. Yeah. Uh I just, or I, it's gotta I, be it just great. feels like it's the right mix of they've yeah. got the right person to yeah, if you're it's, fan casting this one, you could do um, ten different actresses in that role, and eight of them you'd probably be wrong. Yeah, you'd feel right on paper, but it would be wrong. The charisma wouldn't be there. But I feel like this feels like from the trailers, like wow, this has potential to yeah. be really good. Charlize Theron, like, is like like a strong enough seeming woman, like powerful, smart. She seems like she could run for president, like yeah. in a like fictional world where she's done all the footwork. Right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> We're not suggesting yeah. she runs no, in 2020. No, 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 no. Let's have like <laughs> a politician do it or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, what I would say is it, it looks really funny. I'm excited to see it. I'll show up for most any Seth Rogen movie, and this one happens to look like a very good one. Yeah. So I don't know how it'll do against Avengers, right. but if the tickets are sold out, this seems like it might be the thing that's going to draw people to the next. If game. I can't get, if I got to get to the theater and I yeah. can't get in Avengers again or for the first time, it's like, oh, what? It's or I don't out? have three hours to now? kill, but I got an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. we're going to sell a lot of tickets <laughs> at the last minute. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, well, I've got three hours to this one, so I could technically go see. Exactly. Well, I couldn't get into the 11 o'clock showing. I get into the two, I can yeah. fit long shot in that gap while just, I'm here. Just so you know, if we're showing Avengers at 2 a.m., we're also going to have a screening of long shot. There so. you go. Uh, also new this week in theaters, The Intruder. Um, some people will go see that this weekend. Yeah. It's a thriller. Yeah, it's it, it it's feels a, like it's been done before, but yeah, it's not with this particular it's, cast. It reminds uh, was it Lakeview Terrace with Sam Jackson, Jackson where he's a police yeah. officer neighbor. It's Patrick like the, Wilson and yeah, it's like the creepy neighbor type movie. It's a fun thriller. Yeah, I can't I mean, imagine it's not it gonna being, it's not gonna not do well. It's just yeah. again when you're under the shadow of Avengers and you're fighting for screen time. Yeah, when well, you watch something as big and smart as Avengers, sometimes you want like a little dumb thriller. Oh, they're, yeah. they're fun. I like those. I like something that's not gonna like take me a lot of effort to get behind. And I like the tension of Dennis Quaid being crazy. That you looks You know, fun. that's the biggest appeal. Is that, that is yeah, I which am, is funny because later on this month you'll see him doing Sappy in one yeah. of those dog movies. But this month <laughs> or this week, you get to yeah. see him being the you get creepy, to see him being menacing. Home I want to yeah. see Dennis Quaid being menacing. That looks fun. So the next one <laughs> that you guys have. Not for me. Uh, it's not for me, but they have put a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of celebrities together for this one. Uh, Ugly Dolls, which I guess was, okay, was it a toy line before a movie, or was it a toy line created to sell movie tickets? Or I was told hoping it was a toy line. It was a toy line first. Beforehand. Okay. Are these uh, like like Barbie's cousins? No, it's like, I think it's a line of like, plush things that are made to be unappealing. Oh. Like, there's a... 
I guess there's an aesthetic to having something that's ugly, being it, so cute it's yeah, ugly it's kind of thing. Yeah, it's bright and colorful, and it's silly ugly. But they've pulled together all kinds of folks from a generation or two younger than, than us uh, to do the voices in this animated. Isn't it an illumination? Is, are they the one doing this one? I don't think so. I don't so. think so, because usually they don't. Because they would have a huge marketing push. Yeah, you would know, yeah. Um, it may. It's not DreamWorks. I don't think. I forget who it is at the time. But this is another option if you've got younger kids that maybe Avengers Endgame is not for them. Oregon, every screening sold out. Yeah. Um, this is the one that you bring the younger kids to. Um, it's not. The trailers have not been Sonic the Hedgehog level of <laughs> not for me. Um, but it feels like, especially. I, I'm to a point now where my kids are old enough where it doesn't feel like it's playing younger than yeah. what I my family it would want to see yeah my daughter's 14 and when we saw the trailer she was like uh that feels no. a little too young you know who <laughs> wrote this no i'm afraid don't be afraid it's surprising i just looked it up the writer of ugly dolls is another none other than robert rodriguez really you know uh, that's not as surprising not as it should be <laughs> yeah he he's he does either really really out there movies cool like Hispanic inspired movies, or he hits really hard for the family. Yeah, this feels skewing young, even for him though, because even his family stuff isn't usually this young skewing. Yeah, but... I, I he hasn't done an animated. No, he hasn't. This no. will be his first. Let's see, Kelly Clarkson, Blake but he's Shelton, not. Pitbull. He's not directing. He just wrote it, right? He just wrote it. Okay, yeah, yeah. They've got. I think there's like, yeah, there's a ton of talent and it's yeah. all voice talent because they're getting like musicians and this having you know, a lot of this is gonna have a lot of singing in it i, I would imagine. imagine it feels like that i yeah. mean it's got with who they have in it i would yeah. expect so about eight of their like stars are all musicians so. yeah yeah so i mean i'm sure it'll be fun if you are the right audience yeah. for it it's I'm a just bright not that audience sing-songy anymore. movie yeah. for kids if you've got kids that are eight and younger this will probably be a great place to spend the weekend is watching ugly dolls yeah. and then the last one's fun it's intriguing because it takes a certain kind of theater to say we're going to give a screen to this because this is one of those that you're not going to find at your megaplex. Yeah. You're going to have to find it at a curated, you know, a theater that looks for something outside of the box. Like an art house film. Yeah. This one's from one of my favorite studios currently, A24. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's High Life. Yes. With Robert Pattinson. It's also got Andre 3000. Uh, <laughs> There's some other folks as well. There's some, uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head who all is, but... Those are the ones that stuck That out jump out. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's a very, very talented cast in this small... It's a low-budget sci-fi. It feels kind of like... Um, it's not, but it feels like in the vein of like Moon or something like Duncan yeah. Jones did, you know, with that. Or it's, it's same a small like concept of like a lower budget space movie that's more about not so much about the feelings of space, but it's like about the emotions the, that would surround. Yeah, yeah. Without you know, yeah, getting too far down the rabbit hole, it's it's a um, it's it's a lost in space. There's no hope kind of film, but it's also a mystery. It's a bit of a thriller. There's there yeah. are elements that at play here that it's not going out of its way to be a big budget. We've got to cast Chris Pratt and you know have him blow up a space day while the rock swings in and saves the day. But it's would it's, watch that. It, I would well, watch that. possibly. But it has like, that. Tell me more. It has that. It has <laughs> a small. <laughs> has a small isolated claustrophobic feel to it, which again, it's it's going to do. I the people that are going to see it are probably going to love it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, and I'm glad that the Alamo's showing it because you're not going to find it 
in a lot of places. I was I was very very happy that we were getting this. I, I was looking forward to it since I saw the first trailer, and mm-hmm. then I was like, I don't want to know anymore. Yeah. Uh, and some movies are like that where they introduce enough mystery and intrigue that you I don't want to have any answers before I get in here. Right. And I, I I'm excited with Avengers playing on I believe six screens of right. our fourteen. Uh, that we're able to sometimes populate the other screens with weird stuff. Some yeah. stuff that, you know, it's... We we want to make sure that we're not forgetting our audiences uh, whenever we're blowing it out for, like, a big mainstream movie. We understand... The Avengers audience is going to be here, no yeah. matter what. They're All you have to do up. is turn the lights on and sell the tickets, and they're going to sell it out <laughs> the theater. Absolutely. This is one for the people who... Yeah, their taste. They're they're the ones that are here in January when there's nothing else on, yeah. but they're showing up for the film club screenings. Or, they want to see something that's a little more challenging, right? Uh, not to say that it's bad to see a movie that's just entertaining, that's right? No, the no point of it. It's just uh, that if you if 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 you are not if you don't need the bombasticness yeah. of Avengers, this is a quieter sci-fi film that's got the. Feeling, yeah, it is yeah. a little bit of a thriller. A little bit. It's going to be like a well acted. It's not horror, but it's got some yeah. issues that you have to deal with when you see this. I'm very excited. That we got I think it. and be... it's it's cool to have a variety. And this week we have more variety. So when you can't get your Avengers ticket, yeah, check out one of these movies. Bring the family. Probably don't do that for the long shot and trigger <laughs> or highlight. <laughs> I'm going to guess kids so. are a little or, older yeah. or more mature, and they yeah. like that stuff. Then that's yeah. fine. And it's again, if if the if the Avengers are playing at eleven and it's sold out, but you can get in it later on in the day, yeah. don't leave. You're, f- you're here. Come see one of these other films. You can fit one of these other yeah. films. You can fit two of these films in in some cases before Watch the next five screen. hours of, like, of movie. So the three hours of Avengers and, and then like a the little palette, palette yeah. cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not all that you guys have going on this month. Let's talk about this next week. Saturday, May the 4th is not only free comic book day. We'll be out at Vintage Stock for that. A little plug. It's also... <laughs> May the 4th. So it's Star Wars Day. Yeah, May Star the 4th Wars be Day. with you. You guys have May the 4th stuff going on throughout the day. What all do you guys have going on for Star Wars Day here? So I believe the hours are between uh, 9 and 12. Come down. We're going to have like games, face painting, balloon animals, all sorts of like activities and fun things to do. Uh, just as a way to like celebrate, you can come dress up, uh, toss on your favorite like Star Wars cosplay, or don't maybe just toss on a cool graphic tee for the show uh, or for the movies. Uh, we're, it's just we wanted to do something to sort of like acknowledge it, even though we don't have a Star Wars movie out right now. Yeah, we can't toss one up, but you know, movie theaters best place to enjoy Star Wars. So we wanted to do something absolutely that was a little more That's awesome. Yeah. What you guys are doing, though, on Sunday is having a quote-along with the screening of The Three Amigos. That's at 5 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Was there some famous lines in that movie? <laughs> one or two, I think. Yeah, I, I hear one every once in a while. It's uh, We love doing, like, it's it's sort of like a quote-along slash movie party. Right. We're going to have props like maracas and cap guns, so you can, like, fire off and <laughs> shake your maraca. And then we also have, like, so... We, we're doing tacos. We're, right. We're doing like a, if you're it's in the Cinco movie, de Mayo, by the way. Yes. 
It's a happy early Cinco de Mayo, everybody. But we're doing uh, Santa Poco tacos, which are going to be really delicious. And then we have a Three Amigos drink that's like a margarita. Uh, yeah, we wanted to blow this one up. We're going to have a pinata getting busted open at the beginning of it. Nice. Yeah. If you've got tickets, because I don't think we hardly have any left. We're very few. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's going to so be hard to get tickets at this late date. But... Hop on it now if you can. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. I think. This one's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of it's fun. It's always fun. Everyone loves the Three Amigos. Well, especially on Cinco de Mayo. I mean, that's a perfect pairing of <laughs> yes. the menu and the film <laughs> and the date and everything. It's, it's a great thing to, to be able to come out and experience. On Monday night, and you'll be doing this again later in the month, uh, Monday night is the Mamma Mia sing-along. Yes. That begins at 6.40 p.m. So, again, it has the the movie party atmosphere. It's 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 not the sit there quietly and don't yeah. don't disturb your neighbor. This is there's no props or anything, right? But it's but still come and celebrate, have fun at the movie theater. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Whenever like with our musicals, and we're doing a lot of musicals uh, in May. Uh, that's one of the fun elements of watching a musical when you know the words, like being able to like sing along, and one that's serviced by such a wonderful soundtrack of ABBA songs. Right, it's, it'll it'll be a blast. It will be a lot of fun. Do you, okay, so going deep in the weeds here, you almost need, because there's that stereotypical mindset of with a horror film, people want to shout at the idiot on screen. Yeah. You need a horror film shout along or instruct along, or I don't know how you would phrase that, but... Oh, like in moments whenever you should say... Don't go left, go right. Yeah, don't He's go out the front door. Yeah, you. you need a yeah, you need a uh, horror screening of something. That would that be is, great. That is just a maybe in October. You got time to think about. How That's that not works. a bad idea. That so, could be uh, a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. The one of the fun things about movies that are interactive. Yeah, is like especially horror movies. Once you get on the edge of your seat, and you're <laughs> you're in it with them, and yeah. you want them to make the right decisions. Yeah, you want to encourage that atmosphere in the theater of you know the person sitting in the theater going, oh, no, oh, no, don't go there, you know. <laughs> I like to go into theaters and like, oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that'd be something to think about. <laughs> also, sure, go upstairs. Great call. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday night, you are screening The Public. Yes. For The Public. The Emilio Estevez film about homelessness and uh, a public library. Those two things are very connected in this film. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Don't get to see a lot of Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Not so anymore. This is your chance. Uh, so kind of shifting gears a little bit from all the fun and stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's important. Uh, again, another... We talked about with Boys and Hood is those moments that raise awareness yeah. through the art form, and so it, that's kind of what this is. It's like you might not think about the issue of because I believe it connects with uh, is it Cincinnati uh, in the winter and the homeless population trying to stay warm, trying to survive. Yeah, and you know libraries. It's a public space. You don't have to buy anything. Uh, it's a great place for someone to warm up. Yeah. And uh, I think it deals with the tone of how sometimes we really don't treat homeless people like they're humans. Yeah. And that's not chill. Uh, not chill at all. So I think this is a very like important film in that respect that you're seeing a perspective that you're lucky enough that you've never had to see. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's taking an art form and being able to show you something that you wouldn't go looking for yourself. Yeah. Uh, all that, plus you guys are still doing the trivia nights on Tuesdays in the back lot. How's that handoff gone with the ladies hosting it? Are they? Do you, do you feel like they're doing a better job than you did? I mean, not to say that in a condescending way, but like, 
I don't. Uh, they brag. It's like they're having it. a good time. Yeah. They're just every time uh, I walk by them, they just like whisper between each other and laugh. So it's whatever. I, <laughs> remember, I thought. Remember I when great. David struggled to fill the place? Well, yeah. we're not having that. No, we're doing just fine without him. <laughs> they are having a good time. Yeah. You can bring some folks out for that Tuesday nights. What else are you doing on a Tuesday night? Oh, uh, you're not doing anything else. So come on out to trivia yeah. night because uh, bring some friends and have a good time. It's a lot of fun. You can get your tickets for these screenings. I, I say that with with uh, knowing that some of them are going to be sold out by the time you hear this on Thursday. But never know. Get your tickets early. A lot of these things will sell out. To find out how to get your tickets, you can go to the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. You can go online to drafthouse.com slash Springfield, or you can get them in person. Just, again, don't wait till the day of the screening. A lot of times these things sell out in a hurry. You can find all the upcoming events on Facebook. Just search for... At Alamo Spring Mo. And go to the events page. Give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. In particular, I'm going to throw it out there. We want to know, is next week... Far enough away to begin to talk spoilers on Endgame. Yeah, let us know. I let us know because if you say no, if you say we still can't get tickets, so no, don't do it next week, then we will hold off. But tell us any, your thoughts on anything we've talked about. It can be Endgame related. You can spoil it in your comments to us. I would ask you don't necessarily do that on social media, but if you want to email us or leave a recorded message on the hotline because we can pull those and we can put those in when it is time to talk spoilers. You know, so don't hesitate to do that. You can still do that, but let us know what you think when if if next week is an appropriate time to talk spoilers. People people talk about like, oh, how rude it is to spoil a film right. or like spoilers. But really what it is is having seen the film, right. the excitement of wanting to share it with people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, if it, I really just want to spoil it because it's so fun to <laughs> not, talk not, about. Yeah, not because you want to ruin. Not because not, I want to. You ruin don't want to spoil it for somebody. I want you to want share to share my it. Yeah. feelings like I've been taught. You want to say, "Oh, did you catch?" Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let us know what you think if next week's appropriate or not, and let us know your thoughts on anything we've discussed on today's show. If we use your comments, whether they're left on social media or emailed, or you leave a recorded message. We will certainly give you a shout-out when we use your comments in an upcoming episode. You can find us on social media by looking for at PGTC Podcast. That's at PGTC Podcast. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can email us your suggestions at popgoestheemail at gmail.com or call and leave us your thoughts in a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to use your voice in one of our upcoming episodes. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Again, you just look for at Alamo Spring Mo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere Twitter. else, no, MySpace. Those, are, <laughs> those are the big three. AOL. That's that's where everybody's at. You can download again the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store or online anytime at drafthouse.com/springfield. Anybody got any thoughts before we wrap this one up? I know we're avoiding in-game like the plague just to give people that little bit more time to see it before we spoil it. But any other thoughts? I mean, nobody's not going to see it. There's nobody on the fence about seeing this movie, right? Yeah, I feel like... You're either uh, going to see it or you're not. Yeah. I'm curious how many people are like, ah, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's no way I could wait that long. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's killing me to wait this long. I think yeah. the real question is, will Longshot 
dethrone. Dethrone in- Avengers <laughs> Endgame. I, th- I think there's an answer to that. that I think you be, probably already know it. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, what do you think will be the movie that dethrones it? That dethrones it? Like how many weeks um, do you think it hangs in number ooh, one? I think, you know, uh, I don't want to say this because, again, not for me. But I think the film that has the first chance to dethrone it would be Aladdin. You think Aladdin? I think it could dethrone it only because we'll be what four weeks, five weeks out at that point. Yeah, because next I don't think John Wick will only because it's still too. There's still people that won't have seen Endgame. and John Wick will only do like fifty, fifty five. Yeah, so which is I, great. Yeah, that's which, the best that's, of them all. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But it, I think that only because there's a wide enough appeal. With Aladdin, it's a family film. I think that's the first it's chance. Not a bad guess. I don't think it's the best necessarily the best chance, but I think it's the first chance. Well, when see. Detective Pikachu grosses two hundred and fifteen million dollars this week, next weekend, that's mm, when it's I don't occur. know that it'll gross that much. <laughs> I think I, ha- I have I, I think it, my it guess is seventy 40? to seventy five. Oh, you think of that high? It's mm. the number one like as far as like money spent on right. a, like product. It's huge. Right. I, I I think people are. Underestimating the movie quite a bit. Oh, I think it'll be Man, a fun movie. This town are ate yeah. up with. You gave me the same still. look that my manager Brian gave me when I said mm. it's okay. <laughs> Seventy seventy five. It's like yeah, right. It's like, just wait. I there are a ton of people. Really if it love does that, that business, I won't be surprised. Yeah, but I'll be. I won't be shocked, but I'll be surprised. Maybe well, that's a better way to phrase it. I, I, have I think it could do it that. It has to have at least good reviews, though, also. Well, like, I think, and I think it will. Because if I it got like a 20%, I would really temper my expectations. <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll I would know a little more by the time we sit down next week, yeah, for sure. At least has a story. We'll have early reviews out by then. Um, yeah, I think Aladdin has the first chance. Don't know if it has the best chance, but I think Aladdin is your first opportunity to really knock it off because I don't, I think we're too, I, I don't think I'll have had enough time. Time between now and when Detective Pikachu, well, when Aladdin comes out, I don't think it'll have a, like it won't have a hundred million dollar weekend. I think it'll yeah, that's what it'll be down yeah. So it it'll be manageable. It'll be beatable at that point by then, just because of the time. Yeah. Whether Aladdin's the one that does or not, again, first chance to really I think take a crack at it. And all these little movies are ch- just chipping little pieces. Oh yeah, they'll take too. their yeah eight yeah. ten here and there twelve fourteen would be great for some of them. So yeah. Any other thoughts before we get out of here? Can't think of any. Hope everybody is listening safely tonight. I know there is a lot of storms over the last few days. Yeah. Uh, so hope everybody is safe. Hope everybody is sound. Hope everybody gets a chance to come out to the theater this weekend. Whatever you see, let us know your thoughts, even if it's spoiler-filled, even if it's in-game, and let us know if we can share those. If you feel like we've had enough time, we'll be able to share those next week. But until then, I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Kid uh, of four one seven. Come see a movie this weekend at the Alamo Draft House. We'll talk to y'all later. Later. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.